0: Let's enjoy today's message by Sam at DME. All right, good health, good health. That's what we've been talking about all through the month. I read 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, verse 24, New Living Translation. 1 Peter 2, 24. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. I want you to know that God wants us to be healthy. So it's not just that he wants us to fall sick and then he can heal us. Oh no, (laughs) the power that can restore health can actually maintain health, right? So God actually wants us healthy as a lifestyle of his kingdom, because in heaven, They don't fall sick, right? And Jesus taught us to pray, Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God wants us to live in health. Let's draw illustration from Israel when they left Egypt. Exodus chapter 15, verses 25 to 26, New Living Translation. Moses speaking. It says, So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. Verse 26, he said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then... I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Wow. Remember, God is building a new nation. These people had been slaves for a long time, starting from their forebears, 400 years and more. And God brings them out from the place of slavery. And Moses says to them, Okay, so right, right, in this particular place, they came across some body of water. And when some people tried to take it, it was bitter and it was poisonous. And, and Moses prayed and God inspired him. It's amazing, right? <laughs> the qualities that God has put into nature, powerful. So God gives him a revelation. He sees this piece of wood, he takes it, throws it in the water and the water is healed and they were able to drink the water, right? Powerful, I'll talk about that a little bit later. And then Moses speaks to the people, God wants you healthy. He says, I will put none of the diseases of Egypt on you. Wow, so which means that in God's ecosystem, right? There is no provision for sicknesses and diseases. God wants us to be healthy, right? God wants us to be healthy. Hmm. So I have just a few tips to share with us today. And the first one is going to come from verse 26 of Exodus 15, which we read, right? He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Remarkable. So I'll say, feed your spirit with revelation. You want to live a healthy life? Feed your spirit on revelation. Revelation. You wonder, what is the connection? But see what um, Moses is saying here. If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. That's amazing, right? So first, feed your spirit on revelation and build your life on that revelation. Build your life on God's end. There is power in revelation. There is power in revelation. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22. New Living Translation. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. There is power in words. There is power in information. But at the highest level of information, you have revelation. The words that come from God. The communication that comes from God. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. My child. Pay attention to what I say, listening carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they will bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Oh, wow. Words will bring healing to your whole body. What are you feeding your spirit with? Don't forget in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Christ told Satan, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hmm. The bread will feed your body, but the words that proceed from the mouth of God will feed your spirit. (laughs) And your spirit is more important than your physical body because your spirit is the one that will live forever. Your spirit is the one that actually came from God. So your spirit needs to be strong to support your physical body. This is important, right? And the food for your spirit is revelation. It's the word of God. Okay. At a general level, it's information. And I'm just telling you, everything you hear and everything you see, they don't leave you the same, sir. They're either making you strong spiritually, or they're making you not strong spiritually. Your spirit is important in this equation because your spirit supplies powers. Your spirit supplies life to your physical body. Proverbs 18 and verse 14, Message Bible. Proverbs 18, 14, Message Bible. A healthy spirit conquers adversity, but what can you do when the spirit is crushed? A healthy spirit conquers adversity. Whatever it is that is coming from the outside, if your spirit is strong enough, it will always overcome. He says, but when something is wrong with the spirit, what do you want to do? Viruses and bacteria, you know, and fungi, they come from the outside. He says, but your spirit can be powerful enough to overcome adversity. Let me read the same verse, Proverbs eighteen fourteen, 14 in the New King James Version. It says, the spirit of a man will sustain. Him in sickness. Mm-hmm. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? So I, I remember in John chapter 6, <laughs> in John chapter 6, Jesus was saying some things that some people found difficult. And then they said some of his disciples left him. So in John 6, 67 and 68, New Living Translation, it says, then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. Oh my God. Eternal life is the quality of life that flows in God. There's a quality of life that flows in animals. There's a quality of life that flows in plants. There's a quality of life that flows in human beings. There's a quality of life that flows in God. And that quality of life that flows in God is what is called eternal life. Hmm. Peter says, Lord, your words are not ordinary words. Your words carry eternal life. And Christ himself said it in verse 63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. So Moses is saying, look, feed on the word of God, feed on the word of God, feed on the word of God, feed on the word of God. With that, the diseases that were able to hold, the Egyptians will not be able to hold you. When you feed on the word of God, not only feed, but build your life on it. Walk in obedience to God's statutes, He says, this is what you're going to find out, right? This is what you're going to find out. You're going to find out that the life of God is flowing on the inside of you and is powering you from the inside out. (laughs) The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. You can enjoy sound health when you feed your spirit with the word of God. Be careful. The kind of music that you listen to, be careful. The movies that you watch, be careful. (laughs) When your spirit is hurt, it's likely your body will also be hurt, okay? You need power in your spirit to overcome the adversity that is pummeling at your physical body from the outside, amen? The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Proverbs 4.22, for they are life to those that find them and the health, healing to their physical body. Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> the next thing, of course, is eat healthy food. Eat healthy food. So, I'm just, I'm just describing kingdom lifestyle, right? culture to a large extent shows up in diet this is important culture shows up in diet as israel moved to the desert god defined for them what they could eat and what they could not eat culture always influences diet so now that you're a citizen of the kingdom of god be careful what you eat right Someone said, a wise person said, make food your medicine and medicine will not have to be your food. Make food, make your food your medicine and your medicine will not have to be your food, right? Eat healthy, eat healthy. Make sure that you have all the basic things that the body needs. And interestingly, the first one is water. <laughs> it's water. They say 65, 67 to 70% of the body is made up of water, right? So drink water. <laughs> Amen. And please pay attention to the quality of the water. A lot of the diseases in our world are caused by poor quality water. I promise you that. So please make sure you're taking good quality water, right? You may need to filter your water if necessary and so on. But please make sure you're taking good quality water. If you you like to buy water anywhere when you're on the move, just be sure that you know where the water came from, (laughs) right? Or what the quality of the water is. But then um, we've got to eat in moderation, right? Yeah, and we have a lot of information these days on what is good for the body, what is not good for the body, you know, what has a lot of chemicals, what doesn't have a lot of chemicals. Try to stay, to stay as close as possible to the natural state of the things you eat, okay? The more we refine, the more problems they create for us, right, the more we process, the more problems they create for us. But generally, if we eat in moderation, we will have minimal problems. What I would just add also is be sensitive to your body. The amazing thing is that bodies are different. It's amazing. but bodies are different. The body reacts to things, certain things, differently for one person than it will react for somebody else. Be sensitive to your own body. It's God's gift to you. Your eight suits, right? So that's why they ask you sometimes, do you have any allergies? Yeah, because you just find out you take something and then... your body reacts to it. Fine. Then slow down on that, right? Amen. Right? Just be sensitive because the body usually speaks to us. It's amazing. But God wired the body to be the most sophisticated computer in this world, listening to your body and taking only those things that are useful to maintain your health. And then the scientists say, well, most of the foods we eat can't even provide all of the nutrients that we need. Take something extra, right? They call them multivitamins, fine. And then the last thing we will touch on, which is actually the main thing I want to zero on because we're describing the lifestyle of the kingdom. Walk in love. Walk in love. You say, wow, how does that matter? Well, when it comes to the lifestyle of God's kingdom, you find it in Matthew 22, summarized by Christ. They asked him which is the greatest commandment. Don't forget what Moses told Israel. Let me read it back to you again in Exodus 15, 26. If you will, listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And what God was saying there at the end was, I the Lord, I am your personal physician. Right? If you will obey his command, if you will line up with his values, if you will line up with his principles, then God himself will be your personal physician. He will be your consultant nephrologist. He will be your consultant of ophthalmologist. He will be your consultant oncologist. He will be your consultant, what else? What Ologist, right? <laughs> Gynecologists and the rest of them. Honestly, I, the Lord, I am your physician. I'll take charge of your health if you will line up with the principles and the values of my kingdom. Amazing. So they asked Christ, okay, so which is the greatest of all the commandments? Matthew 22, 37 to 40, New Living Translation. Matthew 22, 37 to 40, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Isn't that amazing? Just Walk in love. You would satisfy all the requirements of God's kingdom, of God's system, right? Walk in love, make a commitment to walk in love. In Galatians 5.14, New Living Translation, Paul says exactly the same thing. Galatians 5.14, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. We need to walk in love to enjoy a good quality of life. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 to 12, New Living Translation. 1 Peter three ten to 12. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and walk to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it would seem like there's no connection, right? But you must never forget it. You are primarily a spirit being. The intangible part of you is the most important part. And then you have the physical part. That's the part that can't last forever, right? Feed your spirit and then make sure that your spirit is in top shape, top condition. And to do that, to do that, you've got to work in love. The quality of our relationships affects the quality of our lives. Wow. <laughs> right? Hmm. The quality of our love work. Right? The quality of our love work is more important to God right? than our religious activities. I'll give you a verse, Galatians 5 verse 6, New Living Translation. You see, the spiritual world is a legal world. They don't care how many times you come to church if you are disobeying God. We discussed that, didn't we, recently when we were talking about spiritual authority. I am a soldier. I am a man under authority, and I have soldiers under me. Matthew 8, right? From the centurion, or the soldier there. When we're walking in this obedience to God, the elements of this earth don't have to obey us. So this is very important. Not only should you know the Word of God, not only should you take in the Word of God because the Word of God actually affects your spirit and that flows into your physical body, but we've got to obey God. And the summary of all the laws in the Bible, all the principles in the Bible, love. Walk in love. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, New Living Translation. Galatians 5.6, for when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Honestly, God is more interested in your walking in love than in your coming to church 1,000 times in a month. I'm serious. (laughs) God is more interested in us walking in love That is the foundational principle that governs God's system. When we're not walking in love, when we're holding malice against someone, when we're hating on someone for whatever reason, it may be that they hurt us, it may be that they belong to another ethnic group or another race or something. You know, some some of the hate that we have, some of the prejudices that we have are transferred Nobody actually hurt us. But somebody's come to the conclusion all men are liars. All women are the same. All, out of all the ones in this world, you are prejudiced. You have projected one person's problem on everybody else, right? That's what people with racial or ethnic bigotry, that's what they do, right? Everybody in that tribe has not hurt you. Everybody in that race has not hurt you, right? And for God's sake, it could even be your great-grandfather that they hurt and it has been transferred down. All these things cause breaches in our physical body. They start first as breaches in the spiritual realm and in the soul realm, but they eventually affect the physical body. This is important. The negative thoughts, emotions, and actions created through our interactions with others can create spiritual distortions that affect our health. In 1 Corinthians um chapter 11, for example. Paul the Apostle interestingly made a connection between how the Corinthian Christians were treating one another and the state of their health. It's scary. 1 Corinthians 11 verses 20 to 23, New Living Translation. When you meet together, you are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. For some of you hurry to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, some go hungry while others get drunk. What? Don't you have your own homes for drink, eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. Jump to verse 29, verses 29 to 30. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died." That's why I say it's scary. Oh my God, what a connection. So what was the Corinthian church doing? Class segregation. The rich belong to one group, the poor belong to one group, and they said the rich would come, so you had the powerful and you had the powerless, right? and and you will see the powerful come together, they said. Before other people, the peasants, showed up for church, they would take the communion and eat everything and drink everything to the extent that the poor people came and there was nothing for them to eat. Paul said, that's why some of you are falling sick and some of you are dying. You don't understand that the quality of your relationships affects the quality of your health. It affects the flow of eternal life and it is eternal life that empowers your spirit and helps your body to overcome adversity. Ha, 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 ha. I think somebody is in the mood for forgiving somebody right now, right? Just quickly go ahead. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that's the reason why Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three to 25, whoever says to this mountain, go, it will go god's authority will work for you he said but before you go into that in verse 25 he said if you remember that you have anything against anybody or your brother has something against you say just leave your sacrifice or your prayer go and resolve it with that person and then come back which means that poor quality poor quality relationships affect answers to prayers should i prove it first peter 3 verse 7. New Living Translation, 1 Peter 3, verse 7. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be in a... Thank you, Jesus. Don't turn marriage into an opportunity for failure. Amen. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) I'm a married man, so I understand the opportunities are many. (laughs) The opportunities are many for committing sin. In fact, opportunities are many for killing somebody, (laughs) right? Listen, the best place to find who is a good Christian is not in church. I promise you that. Where all of us are looking beautiful today. Uh, Home, 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 yes, home. That's where you find it. I'm just saying, right? Peter, the disciple of Christ, who was married, he was recorded to have been married. He was the one speaking to men, speaking to husbands. You've got to understand how God's system works. Love is the foundational principle. And the place where you're going to get the greatest test of your love capacity is home. Someone said, God gives you a family to prepare you for an enemy. There's hardly anything you will meet outside that you won't meet at home, right? Oh yeah. Differences in temperament, it's at home. Differences in gender, you start from home, right? <laughs> Differences in personality, it's at home, right? What one person permits the other person, it irritates the other person to no end. One person is no neat like that; they're not organized. The other person is freaking organized, right? And your organization, anointing, is causing you depression, giving you high blood pressure. Every day, why is this in here? Why is this in there? And before you do it, blood pressure, right? And God's given us what to do. What does love do? What does love do? the major things that love does is to accept the person the way they are you know one of the things that that makes people very frustrated in marriage trying to change the other person see yeah whatever you see just try to know as much about the person as possible before you get married Sadly, they say love is blind open your eyes see especially if you're in this time that's why we ask you to do the counseling sessions before before your wedding we actually help you to open your eyes. We confront you <laughs> with the circumstances that you will experience after your wedding night, not to kill your joy, but just to prepare you to minimize the surprises. Although I said minimize, we cannot remove all the surprises. But what you what, what you get before marriage is what you're going to get after marriage. So making it your preoccupation to change the person is an exercise in futility. Ah, big grammar. See, you're wasting your time. You can't change anybody. So just focus on the person's strengths. Because if you focus on the weaknesses, you know what happened. And you react to the weaknesses all the time. You will sound like a broken record. And most of what the person will associate with your voice would be negativity, to be criticism. And the quality of the relationship is going down. Switch. What did you see that made you fall in love? You fell in love. You fell in love. You somehow assaulted in love. What was it? Was it not the positive qualities? Focus on those ones. Fix your... Gaze on those ones. The likelihood is that, those things that irritate you, that's where you have positive qualities, right? Use them to serve the other person. Oh, sorry, is this turning into a marriage seminar? (laughs) Peter said, prayers can be hindered because of the quality of our relationships. The greatest commandment is what? Love. In the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy right now, grace, grace for forgiveness, grace to let go, grace to be healed of wounds from relationships in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Will you bow your head with me one moment and pray? If you need to forgive someone, just say quick prayer of forgiveness now. You say, but the person, what well, the person did, forget the person, it's been focus on God more, right? Focus more on God, focus more on God. And God is asking you forgive, let the person go. It's more for your own sake than their own sake, right? Thank you, Heavenly Father. Yes, go ahead and pray and pray and and let's receive grace for healing, healing for relationships in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, grace to walk in love through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I prophesy healing on that home right now. Yes, that is a home right now going through a difficult time, and in the mighty name of Jesus, I recognize. Satan's warfare. I recognize Satan's siege, but I declare now by the Spirit of God, the siege is over. Every negative word spoken against that home, spoken against that marriage, I destroy them in the name of Jesus. Every curse released towards that home, I destroy them in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now in Jesus' name, I prophesy peace. I prophesy healing. I prophesy joy. In the name of Jesus. And whatever Satan had the opportunity to take before today, I prophesy restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Lost time restored. Lost opportunities restored. Lost job restored. Lost business restored. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And right now, I prophesy lost health restored. Lost health restored lost health restored in the name of jesus christ thank you lord in jesus name we pray i pray for the person that is a part of this service right now and you say before god i've got to be honest my relationship with god is not okay can you put your hand on your heart i want to say a short prayer with you my relationship with god is not okay all we have to do is to ask him to forgive us jesus already died for our sins on the cross god bless you Yeah, you may be at any of our physical locations. You may be a part of the service online, maybe even be on TV. Can you put your hand on your heart and say this prayer after me? Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. Thank you for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we're grateful. Jesus said there's celebration in heaven when this happens. So we just want to say thank you for forgiving the sins of our brothers and sisters who prayed. More than that, for removing the nature of sin from them and putting your own nature in them. And that's a miracle. We ask, Heavenly Father, let them know you personally. Teach them. Teach them to love you and to love other people the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.